0: Aow, you sibilance, sibilance. Mama,
1: the whale's vagina is not engorged. It's not. You are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode one fifty-three. Side A. Wait, is this 153? Wasn't last week 153? Did we not change the number? This is 153? Yeah. Holy crap. This is the Give Me Five podcast, a semi-entertaining show where the hosts don't really know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> this is about... Don't tell them. Oh my God. This is about some kind some entertaining things. Yeah, side a episode. <laughs> We're going to talk about pop culture, entertainment, movies, music, books, floor, whatever caught our eye. And by the way, you can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it.
0: That's going to make no sense until they listen
1: to Side B. Well, they better listen to Side B then. There we go. My name is Gene Freak, and
2: I'm joined by some green ooze.
1: (laughs) Oh, wait, were you going
2: to be green ooze? You already claimed that, buddy. I'm sorry. (laughs)
1: It sounded kind of like Taz, didn't it? Sure did. (laughs) And a
2: vegetable broth. Nilbog milk hurtled <laughs> <I'm>
1: <laughs> this week we're going to talk about star wars squadrons and the latest dresden files novel battleground and i'll also briefly talk about a local halloween event hello scream which by the way is happening and it probably shouldn't have oh
0: Okay, I've never been, which is weird, considering how frequently we've done the other one. Yeah, I'm
2: very interested now. Uh, This is a review show, and there will probably be spoilers. We will try to avoid any major twists. So if we're talking about something you haven't seen, read, or listened to yet, then use your own discretion. Gentlemen... I guess we'll uh, start off with some some sad news here because there's really no beat. Yeah. No.
1: Well. Wait, I don't...
2: Yeah. No. Go ahead. I, I don't know. I'm,
1: I was gonna say I don't think anybody really knows how to address it. Um, legendary rocker Eddie Van Halen has passed away from cancer. Correct. Yeah, he had a long long battle with cancer. Long
2: battle with cancer.
1: Yep. So,
0: yeah, let me uh, I can take this a personal okay. level. Uh one of the very first concerts I ever went to was the For unlawful Carnal Knowledge tour. I think it was my very, it was my second concert actually. The For unlawful Carnal Knowledge tour that was um with uh you know, Right Now and uh, that was the album with Right Now and Run Around and Pound Cake a uh, huge album for them. And I got to go to that tour. I had, I believe it was seventh row seats, but where we were, it was actually third row. Cause they had like two towers jutting out of the stage.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, our seats were so good that we were literally sitting behind the opening band who was Alice in Chains.
2: Oh, wow. Mm.
0: Um, uh, as a, I don't know, 15, 16 year old. I think it was, I think it had to be off 15 years old. Uh, first time or early concert goer see, meeting these dudes in the band that were probably 20, you know, at the time, not Van Halen, but Alice in Chains. And I got a, a red rocker guitar pick, which I have somewhere still. Um, but seeing Eddie Van Halen live uh, probably made me both love live music. And when it comes to guitar solos, bass solos and drum solos, when you see the best the first time, very few things ever live up to it. Mm. Yeah. um so uh, so for a while uh, van halen was one of my favorite bands there was not do you like the david Lee roth version do you like the other version the uh, sammy hagar version like well no one likes the gary sharon version uh i just liked those bands and i remember like every week when i was working at publix i would get my paycheck and i would go buy an the next van halen cd because I, there was, you know, at that point, like 11 or 12 or whatever number it was. So I, would, I was collecting the whole thing. And I still have the original ones that I bought. Um, so I was, you know, I was a big fan. Um, but I wasn't shocked about this. Uh, I know it's it's weird. I'm not trying to denigrate the dude. Uh, he was a genius. He was awesome. Uh, he lived a rough life when it came to alcohol abuse and smoking. Um. So when he had had those cancer scares early on, I, I kind of, I was surprised that it happened, like, when I heard the news. But he had had cancer scares for a while. And it was like, and then you heard like, oh, well, he still smoked. It's like, I don't know if he stopped recently, but there was just some things I was like, oh, stop, take care of yourself. Yeah. Dude. Um, you know, because I would have liked, I've, I ended up seeing a few years later. I went with uh, frequent guest host Omar actually to the um, the balance tour, which kind of happened, I think, in '95. Uh, re- and relatively famous tour because that was where <laughs> there was a lot of talk of um, them going off stage to hook up with random uh, women and then go back on stage. Not Eddie necessarily, but um, so no, it was really tough. Uh, you know, it's I it's weird listening to Van Halen to mourn someone because all of their music is so uptight, uptight, up tempo and party centric. And it's like, mm-hmm. if there's no song that you can be like, oh man, this song is about life and death and whatever, like right now, maybe, but you know, maybe dreams is a little bit, it's a little kind of introspective, yeah. but, but it's like, but that being said, I was driving, I had to drive around town to do some stuff. And it was, I was cranking the Van Halen um, so much that my car just actually turned into like a 1978 T-top Trans Am. Nice. There yeah. you go just did and then it went back to normal
1: yeah and i never i mean i never really listened to van halen i mean it really wasn't my type of music growing up but i i'm well aware of who van halen is or was so i i know that he's highly regarded with that vampire hunter right <laughs> that's right that's right highly regarded in in music circles and i mean everybody knew his name even bill and ted were trying to recruit him so yeah. I mean, it's, it, 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 the, the music industry lost an icon without yeah. question. Oh yeah.
0: And the other, the other little weird thing was my, when I lived in Pittsburgh, the first time I ever heard Van Halen, this is so typical 80s. The first time I heard Van Halen was Jump and my next door neighbor had the, the tape. He played it for me. And I, as weird as it is, he was playing me the tape Jump and I remember very distinctly playing around with his, he had one of those PVC action figures that like has the little base and the person's like punching or running or whatever. And I was playing with it and it was a black Panther action figure while Mm -hmm. I was hearing jump for the first time. So like, it's so freaking weird that the two big celebrities that passed away in the past couple months have been dude that played black Panther and Andy Van Halen. So it's like,
2: yeah, I think jump may have been my introduction to them, but it was on MTV. So all I could remember thinking was that that guy can jump really high. Of Mm -hmm. course, talking about David Lee Roth, there was Panama and uh, the uh, California Girls. Hot, hot for Teacher. But, but Hot for Teacher, I will still rock the shit out of that song because I think Eddie Van Halen was one of the most um, low-key thrash guitar players. Um, he, he wasn't exactly any thrash band, but if you listen to I'm the One or uh, hot for teacher that dude could shred he could play super fast he was super technical but he could also play you know ballads and things like that i mean he was absolutely legendary and it's, and, it's uh it's sad to it's sad to hear I, and
1: i heard driving around today that he actually taught he started on the piano and taught himself to play guitar yep
0: yeah so he had a very different style because he played it he played the guitar with the the I guess skill of a classical pianist. Um, yeah, I know, I know. So, and of course, went on to play the keyboards and a bunch of songs too. Um, yeah, it's uh, it was uh, you know feel bad for his family his his ex wife Valerie uh, Bertinelli. Of course, she let out, she had a really sweet saying. His, her his son, of course, toured with them, and it's very weird when you when you when I heard that the son was touring with them because, like, I remember when the son was born. Hmm. I was like, like, "Uh oh Eddie Van Halen had a kid, that's awesome and then they're like, wow, the kid is touring with him and it's like, oh, he's 25, never mind
2: (laughs) he's got his own album out I'm old
0: but, nope, that is uh, sad and we have the music left to remember him by Uh,
2: one more more thing on that Uh, uh, what I thought was a really neat tribute um, after the top half of the first inning, uh, last night in the Dodgers game, they, uh, the first break to commercial they played was, was jump. And, hmm. uh, it just made me just kind of, you know, fall. Um, so really nice tribute there. Definitely, definitely, uh, lost an icon, like Rob said. Yeah
0: there There's a bunch of books if you are at all interested in what we're talking about, Sammy Hagar's book about the band is really good. it does not just show it does not show positives so if you're if you feel like you'll you know be upset about negatives coming out about someone who just passed away um then there's also one written by van Halen's uh, ritual manager, and both of them are really good, especially if you read them together because you can kind of you can kind of compare the two stories and find the truth
2: mm-hmm on a little bit more of an uplifting topic, depending on who you are. uh, I know I certainly am. This is uh, something that I'd hoped for two games that I've talked about. Uh, The first was Colop, and this one is Blair Witch, the game that I reviewed some time ago. My biggest knock on it was that I wished it was in VR. Well... Guys, as we have have the tendency to talk about things that come to fruition, eventually... It's so weird how that happens, too. (laughs) ...later which will be arriving on the Oculus Quest just in time for Halloween on October 29th of this year. Future content releases are on the way. If you have an Oculus Quest pre-ordered, I and, do. And have an feeling, Oculus Quest pre order. Well, if you're feeling like playing something spooky for 29 99 you will be able to play Blair Witch um, in VR. There's some new modes added to it, some new interactions with the dog that you have. And uh, it looks pretty good. I, I think, um, I don't know if there's going to be a mode because the Oculus is going to be standalone. Or it could plug into your computer. So, graphically, I don't know which one is shown in the trailer, but uh, certainly looks a little bit toned down from the version that I played, which was on the Xbox One, of course. But uh, definitely uh, very exciting. Um, this one, I, I'm gonna suggest that Greg, if you do play it, uh, stand in front of a fan, um, have some some breeze blowing. Turn down the the AC a bit. And, I was going to
0: uh, um, since mo- it's since I can travel when I play it, you know, if I have the batteries charged up, I was going to in the woods behind my house. Fuck uh, that, n- naked.
2: Fuck <laughs> <Talk laughs> that. No, as you you guys know how much I love uh, that movie. I just saw a post about it on uh, in the bloody disgusting Facebook group, which is like the only reason I go on Facebook now. But um, no. Fuck that! <laughs> so it's crazy, I, I,
1: and I know you loved it, Jimmy, but I hated that friggin' movie. But
2: fine, but
1: but you you at least brought us a a new video game in VR. Greg just killed Black Panther and Van Halen with his powers. So
2: hey, I'll just stick to talking about some VR technical stuff. That was
1: like thirty five years
0: ago. I don't know if my powers are that long reaching.
2: They are. I've got one more thing, Um, keeping it Halloween-themed. PBS, guys, is launching some delicious zombie programming. Yeah. Yeah. Halloween season. Very, very cool stuff. Uh, The lineup uh, premiering October 14th is The Origins of the Zombie from Haiti to the U.S. October 21st, How Night of the Living Dead Changed Zombies Forever. October 28th, Why Modern Day Zombies Are So Terrifying, and October 30th, Exhumed the History of Zombies. So, if you have uh, PBS, the PBS video app, or you can go to PBS.org, available for streaming, are these fine, fine zombie features. Definitely will be checking those out. I need to do that. that. Yeah. yeah. Go pay and, the money. And and uh I I
1: found something else out today that uh we have talked about in the past. Apparently John Williams is dead. Oh god, no, is he? No. Okay. Stop it. <laughs> uh, apparently George R.R. R. Martin is continuing the books. I I saw something that he's that he's writing the the Ending books of the series, and I know that we had talked about it, and I, I think our consensus was it depended upon how the end of the of the series was received, and I think we said that if the series was was, the end of the series was not received well, he would go ahead and write the books, but if it was received well, he would just let it stand. Wasn't that what we came to, the conclusion?
2: I think so. Yeah, and I think that's what he, go. I'll let you go ahead. I was going to say, he's he's writing the books, and the only
1: reason I know that is because he's changing one of the things that I thought was actually really great. There was an article that I read about it. He's, he's changing the death of Hodor. Mm. Okay. So, spoiler alert for anybody who wants to still read the books, yes. do not listen at this point. Three, two, one. Okay. So he's he's altering it so that Bran has been working with his warg ability and been controlling Hodor more and more and more. And he's trained with a sword, so he's familiar with a sword. And basically, he takes over Hodor's body while they run away with Bran and uses Hodor's body to basically hold the pass while the, while the monsters are coming at him and he uses Hodor's body to fight. And I'm like, well, that that kind of takes out some of the significance of Hodor actually sacrificing himself because that just kind of makes Bran a dick. <laughs> He's like,
2: yeah.
1: I'm going to take control of your body and make you die so that we don't have to.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, Good
0: point. That, as, well as, the, as well as the whole name thing.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, that, that seems terrible. I, why would you take that away from Hodor? That was actually a good part of the series. Yeah. I mean, that was something that people talked about for a couple of weeks. It was, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, and uh,
2: related news George R.R. R. Martin is changing Hodor's name to Ho Pass. <laughs> <laughs> is
1: that like Hall Pass?
0: Can you uh invite our listeners back, the, the spoiler ones who are worried about spoilers? Can you oh. Invite them back, please.
1: All right, guys, you can come on back. We're gonna like, talk about other stuff. I
0: don't believe explosive diarrhea. That was that's a horrible way to go. It is. It really I'm glad, is I'm glad it was not on screen. So. Okay. And, See I, I took them for a loop there.
1: There you go. You did. It was it was a loop-de-loop. And speaking of loop de loops, I was recently at a place where they have multiple loop de loops. Oh yeah. I was. I I did this past weekend take a trip out to Busch Gardens. And I had an opportunity to check out Howlow Scream. Are you jumping ahead? No, I'm, I'm i was just using this as news as, instead of a topic. Oh. I was just I would because I'm not gonna talk long about it. I, oh, okay. Sorry, 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 It's all right. I'm um, just gonna I'm gonna shut the hell up. You, why don't you Good. shut your face? Uh, <laughs>
2: For the episode.
1: So I I actually Made it out to Bush Gardens. We went to Halloween. It's the first time I've ever been to Halloween. And honestly, the, I I've never been, so I don't know if they actually do haunted houses. But the way they have it set up right now is there aren't really any haunted houses. It's all outdoors. It's like scare zones. They have the they have these zones that you kind of walk through, and it's kind of like a haunted house, but it's outdoors. They kind of jump out and and try to scare you, but it's it seems really kind of hackneyed and rushed and put together. I was not impressed. I was like, I mean, granted they get points for trying. I love that there was something for, for us to go see. There was something for us to do. I love Halloween. It's, it's one of my favorite, if not my favorite time of year. And I love that there was an event for me to go to, but it was, it, it just wasn't executed very well. I was just like, eh,
2: okay. I didn't need to drive all the way out here for this. Be interested in seeing uh, if anybody out there listening has been to a Halloween Scream in the past. Uh, what are your thoughts on the event? And and in
1: general, my thought was the two houses that they currently have at Universal were better than everything that they had set up at Halloween Scream. Hmm. Was is there a theming? They have they have specials. There's like nine scare zones, and they all have their own their own theming, but there's other than just kind of like walking through it's. And just to give you an idea, there's, there's this one where like inmates escape and they have like this plywood cutout of a bus with a back door open. And they have like three people wandering around this area. And then they've got like three cages set up that people are like in or something. And that's kind of it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ah, yeah, I was like, okay, this is, eh, all right. I, I honestly, I, I just really wasn't that impressed. And did, in uh, retrospect, I didn't need to drive the two hours out there to go see it. Did Jen stream this? Is there a way to, for people to just check it out? She did actually. She did stream it. You can you can see the stream on her channel, Earsome Emporium, on YouTube. E a r s o m e m p o r i u m. One.
2: You should check that out. Uh occasionally you might see Rob on there. Okay. Also
0: the... We're trying to get them to check it out. Uh, so I, not frequently will you see Rob on there, well, but Ken
2: is a fantastic host. And it's uh very well shot and uh it's very steady. Mm-hmm. She's got this setup and and uh I I I've had a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Hey,
0: Rob, remember that stalker you were telling me about? We found him.
2: <laughs> oh, there you go. No. So you've seen some, of, seen some of her streams, Jimmy? I have, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't say anything. When I do, I'm always like, tell Rob to suck my balls. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, James said. And you're just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Because I'm like, no, it's Jimmy. Just, never mind. Because the chat, like, goes so fast. And she's yeah, like, oh, James yeah. says this. And Rob's just like, uh-huh yeah i i expect that he, from james. he doesn't he doesn't like know it's me but they're they're fun to watch man especially if you're you're locked down you're stuck at home and you're missing going to the parks so you should uh check out that channel
1: it's it's a lot of fun we, we occasionally get crazy people on there like james but you know who else is crazy yeah
2: who's crazy fucking florida people man yeah they are oh Please, I you know I didn't I pers- purposely didn't click this link because I want to hear it from the from the the source. Give it to me, Rob. All right, well, WTF, Rob? <laughs> that's right, baby.
1: Welcome to Florida.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Today's article involves a Marion County man by the name of Robert Hoskins. Bobby, you know, I, actually, Robert Hoskins was the victim. Okay. Um well this, this gentleman I'm trying to find his name. I forgot his name and now I can't. His name. Oh no, I guess Robert Hoskins Man, this is this article is horribly written, by the way. Hoskins apparently was the guy in question. Anyway, he broke into his neighbor's house. Um he asked the neighbor to borrow some clothes. The neighbor said no. And then left. So the guy kicked in his door <laughs> and stole some clothes. Wow. And when the police were called, they showed up and he claimed that God told him to do it. And he threw his Bible and hit the sheriff <laughs> deputy in the face with his Bible. That is Robert Hoskins, yes. <laughs> he, he, was, he was promptly tased <laughs> and arrested hey, threw his Bible. That was in a movie. Yeah, said I was fucked up, man. I was mad. That's what. That's what he said. He kicked in the door to steal some clothes.
2: Yeah, he 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 got fucked up. He his, did. Like, uh, he is in his underwear in this this image, which I can only
1: he looks like a meth addict, doesn't he?
2: Yeah, I can only uh assume that this like screen cap here is from some body cam footage.
1: It looks like it's body cam footage. Yes, yes it does. Really? The victim's wife said that about $50 of clothing was stolen and noted that there was damage to the door and a mattress had been placed on its side and a window had been broken leaving shattered glass all over the floor. And after after he was handcuffed he shit himself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no the
1: article says he defecated on himself, but he shit himself oh. and only wanted to speak to one deputy. When other deputies came over, he would just stare blankly and wouldn't answer any questions. Wow. Yeah. God told me to do it. He said, and, and he also talked about freeing her, referring to the victim's juvenile daughter. He freed her. I'm not really sure what that means because the article doesn't go into details. Yeah. But he faces charges of burglary to an unoccupied dwelling, petty theft, criminal mischief, property damage, battery on an officer with the good book and resisting an officer without violence. I don't know, throwing a bible at a police officer kind of seems like violence, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah.
2: It's a projectile.
1: Anything really. Uh top 5
0: That's jobs bad. to not do if you don't if you uh, don't want to get poop on you. Uh working a sewer. Yep. A uh, plumber, police officer, mental institution, or be a nurse.
1: Nurse. I was waiting for you to throw that one in there. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Greg. <laughs> so Mr. Hoskins, you are this week's Welcome to Florida.
0: Ooh. <laughs> so none of us ever I got nothing. Yeah.
1: Okay. okay. Topics, topics, topics.
2: Yes. Let what me go. We Let me do it. You've got something
1: it. I want to hear about, Greg, so go for it.
0: Yeah, okay, see so how the rash's formed on Thursday of last week. Oh, there's something mm-hmm. else. Ugh. You should stop <laughs> rubbing strange dog balls on your chest. Oh, that's why you're the nurse. Okay. Strange dog balls. Only familiar dog balls right That's right. <laughs> you can only rub familiar dog balls on your chest. Yeah, you got to make sure you know where those dog balls have been. Uh... <laughs> I blame Rob for this topic because I got a text last week that was like "Squadrons came out," and because he didn't say Star Wars Squadrons, I was like, "Huh?" And then the day went by, and I thought he was talking about something else. And then I, then he told me that it was a Star Wars game. I'm like, "Oh, the game with the awesome trailer." Okay.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Then I looked at my credit card points and realized that one this game is only uh thirty only uh thirty bucks for forty bucks for forty bucks so thirty nine. It's only uh, forty dollars, and I had fifty dollars worth of money on my credit card. Thank you being locked at home and buying everything from Amazon. So hey, hey, I'm like, I'm like, there we go. So I pre-ordered it and picked it up over at the the Best Buy, which is not the best part of the story. And Star Wars Squadron. So let's uh, let's uh, do this here. Uh, it is. It came out on October second for the PS4, Xbox One, and the PC. Uh, thank you. Uh, the Synopsis is uh, fuel the adrenaline of the first person multiplayer dogfights alongside your squadron and take off in a thrilling Star Wars story. So, I love flying games that allow you to be in the action, like not necessarily ones where you're flying ever and ever and ever hoping to find something. Um, But I used to love Wing Commander. I used to love, in fact, when I played Wing Commander, I pretended it was Star Wars. I used to love X-Wing. I used to love TIE Fighter. Uh, Rogue, uh, was it Rogue One or Rogue Squadron? Whatever it was on uh, the, God, what was that in 64
2: The Rogue Squadron? I think it was Rogue, Rogue Squadron.
0: Squadron on N64, both one and two. I thought it was so cool. And you could fly around in like a TIE Fighter and blow up Ewoks. And you could fly around and, you know, it was it was fun. It was just, and I go, I went back and looked at it. And I was like, wow, that did not look as good as I had remembered. But, anyway, they, uh, it was a good, it was, I just love flying games. So when I saw uh, Squadrons, and I was like, a game made for flying is going to be better than a game that has a flying section in it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think, for the most part, I was right. Um, is it perfect? No. Uh, it has some things I really like. Uh, it's very evenly paced. Okay. So, like... It doesn't just drop you right into the action, and some people might find that annoying and honestly, if I you know in a year from now, maybe that will be annoying, but it can sometimes take you a minute, minute, and thirty flying towards something, but there's chatter between the the other pilots you always have like your squad, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they'll tell you to follow them. They'll tell you some things. You can there's stuff you can do to like as you're flying up to stuff to mess with your ship. You know, like <laughs> do they tell re- you to follow me when you're like, dude, I just spawned. Hold on. Yeah, pretty much. No, it's just like when you you show up, they're like, okay, follow me, and you have to target. It just gets you to target them. Do they
2: recite Bible passages while shitting commands?
0: <laughs> they do actually, which is that was a weird moment. That was wait till I get to the parts cool. I didn't like.
2: Yeah, do it. Was that yeah. Was that what happened there? <laughs>
0: So no, so it's cool. So you're flying up on like debris, and and it looks really good. Um, you're of course you can. There's a couple neat things you get to do. Um, you can you fly up to the the jump point, and you have to kind of fly through a little like series of circles. And once you get into there, it, you all the ships kind of line up together, and then you you jump, and you can see me making hand motions in the camera there. So you you jump, um, and you see of course the the star lines and stuff. Um. I'm not completely done through the story. the story basically it's about i believe I saw it's eight about eight hours long
1: yeah that's what that's what I saw as well
0: um, and it pretty much teaches you how to play um, for dog fighting and stuff it there's a lot of um power control in this game, which is interesting. it's easy to do but so like if you if you the um what's the the plus sign stick called the plus sign? Is it the D-pad? Is that what it's D-pad? called? D-pad, yes. Yeah. So if you like press up on it, it activates your weapon, so your weapons don't over, overheat as much. If you press to the right, it gives you better shields, and you can tell the shields whether it be front or back. Um, You press left, it's all engines. So there's little things like that which are kind of fun, because you actually feel, like even when you're just approaching things, you can be like, okay, what am I doing? I'm, I need to approach fast, so I need to be on my engines, but as soon as I get to this certain point, I need to switch to, to weapons, and then as I'm leaving, i got to switch to shields. So that part's actually cool. Like it gives you, yeah, you, know, you get to feel like a pilot in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, the targeting is really good, which I like. Uh, the things I'm not super thrilled with is the the easy level or the the pilot level, which is the baseline default mm-hmm. level, is kind of hard as shit. Uh, and that's not just—I don't know if that's because I'm not good at video games. Although the just flying around and doing stuff is fine. But when there's, like, specific things you have to do, it's hard. Because it's, or like, one of those, like, if you... Hmm? Or a dogfight involved? I didn't get into any major... I was attacking them mm-hmm. at this point. So, like, the dogfights... There was no one sneaking up on me because it was, like, the waves of TIE Fighters coming towards me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of okay. But, like, there's the one level where you, very early on, where I think they're trying to teach you how to use the engine mode. Because as the longer you're on engine mode, you get like uh, nitro or whatever they want to call it, but turbo boost. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to like fly really low underneath a star destroyer and launch really fast. And I did that thing 30 times and I still don't know what to do. I never got past it. I blew up every time. So I had to switch my, I had to switch down to an easier level because um, I couldn't do it. And the problem was, is I kept on dying. And I did it every possible way. I did it just like the YouTube videos. I did everything I possibly could. And I, when you die, they, they're they like, no, be careful. You're too, and then you blow up. So you have no idea what you did wrong. <laughs> so it's like, you don't I know thought, if you're.
1: I don't know that that was, that that was an actual correction. I think that's a standard thing. Anytime you blow up, probably.
0: Oh yeah, it definitely is. But. I would have liked some sort of correction because I still have no idea how to do it. I had to switch to story mode with, because story mode allows me to, and and that's the other problem. There's really hard regular mode. And then there's story mode, which is really easy. And I was like, wow, okay, this is a lot easier. This is fun. You know, I was blasting things. I was doing all sorts of cool stuff. I survived that stuff. And then I accidentally smashed into the side of a Star Destroyer. And it's that, you know, like there's the side of the Star Destroyer has like the overhang at the top and the bottom. Mm-hmm. And like, you see all, like, the cannons and stuff. So I smashed into the side of that, and I didn't die. So I was just stuck there. <laughs> like, like, kind of just hanging and, like, you know, like, I was getting hurt, but it wasn't enough to kill me. So I was, like, kind of bouncing up and down. I'm like, okay. I don't know how to reverse. Do I have to, like, turn? So, like, as you're turning, you're, like, the you know, everything's vibrating and all that. I'm like, okay. So easy is a little too easy. Regular is a little too hard. Um, but I did continue playing it on easy. My thought being that I would get a little better at that. And then I would try it again after I went through the whole thing. Uh, the other thing I actually like this game is really, it like really does make you feel like you're like you're in the Star Wars universe because you're talking to people. There's other pilots. There's, you know, you you're in the, the ready room. You see the little hologram show up on the side of the thing. You can fly TIE fighters. You can fly X wings, a wings, whatever. It's pretty concise. Um, the price point is right cuz it doesn't it's not as full of a game as like an Avengers or Star or a Spider-Man or anything. Uh but the practice levels, I had a lot of fun with those. Like you could just you can just go to the practice level and you fly up to a ship and you just press the, a button and basically say and tell it what to drop. So you're like, "Okay, I want to fight regular fighters." Cool. It drops them there and you can t- you can dogfight. "I want to fight a Star Destroyer." There's one there. So That was, or a capital ship, whatever you want to call it. So you get a chance to just practice. And I had, in fact, it was one of those things like, yeah, I'll just do this practice zone and then get on with my work. And then like an hour later, I was still doing it. I'm like, oh shit, I got to get back to work. (laughs) So. All right. um, So that part I really enjoy. Um, I, the dude at the, when I bought the game or when I picked up the game, he was, he had a VR, a a PlayStation VR. And he's like, this game is awesome, but it's even better on VR. Uh, he's like, there's so, something so cool about like activating your your X foils on your on your X wing and looking back and watching him close, or talking to your droid and seeing its little head like rotating behind yours, um, just by turning your head. I'm like, that's cool. Um, so that might have to happen at some point.
1: Yeah, that's probably an excellent game for VR.
0: Yeah. So uh, if you're a big Star Wars fan and you like flying games, definitely get it. Uh, the price is right for that type of game. Um, and I, it'll probably only get better. And I know they're not releasing any major releases, but just as some crashes, you know, there are, there were some crashes, not me into things, but like I still, there's one mission, there's one mission where you're supposed to uh, power slide or whatever it's called in a spaceship. Um, drift. like, yeah, I guess dr- drift. And as soon as I tried it, it crashed every time. Mm-mm. Cause you have to like, I, I don't know. Um, I started. I restarted it actually and that's when I restarted it that I started the practice zone. So I have to uh, I have to start that over again to see what if it was a permanent thing that's wrong or not. <clears throat> so that's Star Wars Squadrons. Go get it, Star Wars Nerds.
2: No, might have to. Nerds.
1: Alright. Well, I think I'll jump in with, with my topic for the evening. And and we actually, we actually talked about this uh, not too long ago. The, the 17th book in the Dresden Files series. What's that? I said 17. 17. The 17th book in the Dresden Files series called Battleground was released on September 29th of this year and came out just probably just over a month after the previous one and you guys remember when i did when i did the review of the last book how i was like eh i'm not too into it it really seems like it's a whole lot of setup and blah 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 it totally was <laughs> anyway the 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 book is written by Jim Butcher the synopsis is is that harry has faced terrible odds before he has a long history of fighting enemies above his weight class The Red Court of Vampires, the Fallen Angels of the Order of the Black and Denarius, the Outsiders. But this time it's different. A being more powerful and dangerous on an order of magnitude beyond what the world has seen in a millennium is coming. And she's bringing an army. The Last Titan has declared war on the city of Chicago and has come to subjugate humanity, obliterating any who stand in her way. Harry's mission is simple but impossible. Save the city by killing a Titan. And the attempt will change Harry's life. Chicago and the Mortal World Forever.
2: Sounds intense. This
1: book was exactly what I wanted it to be. And more. I, this this very possibly it no, you know what? This is my new favorite Dresden book. I loved this book. And and, like i said when when we were talking about peace talks, my initial thoughts were correct. That book was completely the setup for this book, and I really feel like they were written concurrently, and it was just so long he just had to cut it and he split it so if you'll let me compare peace talks was essentially Deathly Hollows part one. You remember Deathly Hollows part one, how it was all set up for everything that went down in Deathly Hollows part two in the movie? I do. Peace Talks was part one. This book was part two. He, oh man, he delivered with this one. I, while while listening, because I, I do Audible. So, I mean, while listening to this book, I mean, I smiled. I laughed out loud. There were points where I got goosebumps. There were even times when I got a bit misty. I, I, I really don't want to give too much away. Cause I know Greg has, I, you haven't read it yet. Right, right, Greg. You haven't read it yet. No,
0: I have not. I haven't even even downloaded it yet, actually. So I I I, did buy it or use my tokens on
1: it, but I I don't want to give too much away. But this is one of the first books in the series that I will tell you you know what? Read the whole series, listen to the whole series in order so that you understand the characters, you know who they are, you know what's going on, and then read this book or listen or whatever it is you do. I, I honestly, I think I've only listened to two. Dresden Files books. I've read the other ones. And James Marsters, I don't know if you're familiar with him. James Marsters is Spike from Buffy. The Do you remember TV? Spike? No, the TV show. Okay. James Marsters played Spike in Buffy. Um he's the narrator for the books. And I wasn't thrilled with him in Peace Talks. But, to be fair, that very likely could have been that I just wasn't thrilled with that book in general, because he was great in this book. I thought he did a fantastic job with this book. And again, that may be because I absolutely loved the book. but i would I would recommend this book to to anyone who's into this to this type of genre. It's it, like I said, it is it is my favorite Dresden Files book to date. Um, I know that we normally talk one thing that I, that we loved and one thing that we hated about this book. Uh, one thing I loved about this book, this book was pretty much balls to the wall from the word go. Um, butcher does know how to pace his novels though. He's very good at it. And he, he brought you down at times just long enough to let you get a breather right before he ramped shit back up. And it just from beginning to end, I, I could not put it down. I kept listening to it every chance I got. I I was there there were times I found myself coming home from work and just sitting in the living room listening to the book as opposed to doing anything else. I was just listening to the book. I mean it was I, I enjoyed it that much. My and, my wife is also listening to it and she said
0: that there I guess there's some joke that made her laugh out loud and mm-hmm. she's convinced that someone thinks there was a crazy woman cackling on their front yard at five in the morning, like from their ring uh camera thing.
1: Ah, nice. Nice. She's like, yeah. The neighbors
0: probably think I'm nuts. Like they did anyway, dear.
1: Yeah, th- 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 that we've lived here, a we've lived
0: here for 12 that. years. It's okay.
1: Yeah, that was already a known factor. And and the thing the thing I hated about this book, honestly, there there is nothing. I legitimately loved this book. I loved everything about this book. I thought it was very well written. I love the characters. I love the interaction. It's it, it hits all it hits all the right notes for me. And I would highly recommend this to anybody.
2: That's exciting. And that's so good to hear. Actually, David Arquette was Spike in the movie. Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
1: Yeah, yeah, James Marsters was Spike in the TV show.
2: So yeah. um that's uh that's next for me is my foray into production files. So I am uh currently reading a book that we will be uh talking about here very soon. But once I finish that, I am diving.
1: Excellent. Now are you are you reading or are you audibleing?
2: Uh am I I'm reading. Okay. Yeah, I I will be reading. I've already purchased uh book one. Okay. I
1: I loved the series. I love the series. And I will say that keep in mind that book one is not the strongest book in the series. It's it's one it's not one of my favorite ones. Book four up until this one was my favorite. Gotcha. So if you're like eh, after book one, just push through it. Yep, push through it. Get to book two and book two because I think book two is full, full Moon. Yeah, I believe Full Moon is the next one. And I actually, I, like that one quite a bit. I I did as well. That am pro, was a I'm pro one. werewolf though.
2: Yeah. Oh shit! You have me at werewolf. There you go. <laughs> yep.
0: Okay. What else? What else we got Look here? I uh,
2: I believe uh, that, that might be all we have, gentlemen. I, just, I, th- I think that's it for
0: side a that's the, the byproduct of there not being any major movie releases
2: yeah
1: and and everything's being delayed to like 2021 now I don't even think it, I, don't, I don't know that we're gonna get anything for like the holiday season are we yeah well there's a couple other things one I forgot to
0: say for the um, video game because mm-hmm. uh, I know this is a question you've asked before uh, it it is going to be backward compatible on ps5 and the new xbox uh, it is not, however, going to be upgraded for PS2. that. Is that is correct? Correct. So at least you can play it, though. So like, right. my thought usually when the new system comes out, I sell the old one. Um, you know, but I just got this game. I don't want to sell it. You know, not to mm-hmm. mention stuff like Spider Man, which I still want to play. So, dude, that's that.
2: I, I, is that going to be on the Oculus as well?
0: The squadrons. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I would. Yeah, it's on. It's on. It. It is VR compatible, and it is on the PC, so yeah, because pl- you can just plug your Oculus right into a PC.
2: I may have asked for an Oculus for Christmas Ooh. over the other consoles, so nice. um, that sounds amazing. That? I, I want to play it.
0: Yeah, and also, another since we have a little bit of time, the other little thing is um, uh, Battle Angel Alita is going to be back in theaters at the end of October which I've, I
1: mean, excellent.
0: I, I won't see it again in the theater. Cause I own it. However, it was a fun movie to see online or to see in the theater. Mm-hmm. And I hope that that might push it a little bit further along so that, you know, maybe we can actually see that sequel and see what happens next. Cause I think the, the, the best is yet to come with that series. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well guys, thank you for listening to our uh, abbreviated a concise version of the Gibby Five podcast.
1: I mean, it wasn't too too much shorter. I
0: mean, eh, we- eh, I can. I'll just yeah, it's fine. It's it's good. So uh, just a couple little things here to close it out. We of course have a Patreon. Yes, we have some we lovely do. patrons. We, sure do. we do all with various problems of their own. <laughs> yes, most they do. most of them involving listening to us on a weekly basis and enjoying it. But that's our fault, I think, as well. Uh, anyway, entertaining. yeah, it's hard; it's a, it's difficult being that entertaining. Uh, guys, for five dollars a month, you can get you can be a patron. You can help out the show. You could get in our Discord chat, chat with all these crazy people, learn about new things, uh, learn about new movies, video games, whatever you like. You can tell us about new stuff. You also have early access to the movie that we're viewing on our side B. You can probably guess what that is based on the earlier part of this episode, but you'll find out soon enough. And you uh, also get access to our top to make a top five list. There's a bunch of stuff that you get. If you are a patron, check us out. Patreon.com slash give me five podcast. If you don't want to give us money, you can always uh, just uh, subscribe to the show, like the show, uh, give us a rating, a review. And of course, uh, you can reach us at uh, Podcast dot com, which has most of our information, or you can check us out Twitter and Instagram at gimme5pod, or email us directly, Podcast at gmail dot com. Remember, Rob really likes pictures of dongs. Oh wait, never mind, he doesn't because I'm the but one, that gets one the email. who's going to
2: see those.
1: You're
0: the Never one mind. gonna see it.
1: So everybody, send Greg pictures of dogs. Oh. Rob really
0: likes pictures of adorable little puppies. There we go. Yes,
2: perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, now, if you if you guys don't want to subscribe to the patron, um, if you uh, don't want to um, leave us a review or anything, you can check out our store dot mm-hmm. threadless dot com. We've got some very cool designs on there, some things always uh, being updated, new things being added all the time. And if you are a patron, um, there will be a shirt available to you and only you here soon. So look out for that. And
1: what if they don't want to go to the store, Jimmy?
2: Then they can fuck off. There you go. <laughs>
0: That is not what we say to our fine listeners. Uh,
1: uh,
0: Guys, check us out next Monday on our Side B episode. Oh, yeah, we do get to tell them what's coming up. We are going to talk about oh god, a movie. Yes, that Ma- that Rob made us watch,
1: and a I'm not mad about movie. it at all. I'm actually, not, we we've we've talked about it multiple times on the podcast, and we finally did it. So, Monday's Side B, we're going to discuss the classic Troll 2. Hell
0: yes.
2: Stick around for that.
0: The best best worst movie. The worst best movie. The best worst movie.
2: Come back and uh, listen to that. You can hear us talk all things Trolls. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Good morning. Good afternoon. And Nilbog is Goblin Backwards.